I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. Right, we're back for episode 98 of uh, Digital Divination. Unfortunately, Ron can't make it today. He's uh, actually hosting a uh, Magic the Gathering uh, draft thing uh, with Luis mm. and a bunch of other people. I saw um, yeah. uh, Leo was there and, and nice. stuff like that. Yeah, I... Uh, we obviously weren't invited. No, no, we weren't available. It's just... <laughs> yeah, it's wait, wait. You said you saw people there. Weren't you? No, there? I, I I saw online. I online oh, okay. it was posting. He was heading over, and I was like, ah. Actually, I just got back from a um, holiday dinner with some friends. Uh, wife and I went to visit a couple other friends that live just up mm-hmm. the road here, and uh, so we just got back and thought, hey, let's go record something. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got finished watching a Hallmark Hanukkah movie. Oh. Yes. They do these now more re- more, more frequently, but only yeah. like one a year, even though they have a billion Christmas movies. They're watching, this was a Hanukkah movie. But not only was it just a Hanukkah movie, it was a time loop Hanukkah movie. Oh. So like a Christmas Rom-com. Carol, but Hanukkah? No. The Groundhog Day, but Hanukkah. Groundhog Day type. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So wow. she spins a magic dreidel, the hero of our story. She spins yeah. a magic dreidel and has to repeat one of the nights of Hanukkah over and over again until she gets the Sufang Yot to the Hanukkah party, essentially, um, but, fall, wow. but, but falls in love, of course. Yes, yes. <sighs> Frustratingly, the person she falls in love with is a nerd who... Ha, who who has a some polyhedrals that his uh, Zadie gave him, and, and he keeps it in a dice protector, which is just a little box. Somehow that was more offensive than any of the <laughs> the, the Judaism stuff. Just like all the just so many like old nerd drops. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. Stop talking about Dungeons and Dragons wow. that way. Wow. It's not right. You're not right. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little frustrating and, and cringy. So I'm going to ask you this, Jason, because I just don't know. Are you Jewish? Yeah, no, I, but my wife is. Okay, I I did not I did not know that at all. Well, Happy Hanukkah, because I know that happy started Hanukkah. already. The Festival yes, of Lights. The yes. Festival of Lights, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had um, um I, we're not Jewish, uh, mm-hmm. but I had a really good friend in Connecticut when we lived there who lived across the street that was Jewish. He was actually my former professor an advisor and became a colleague when I taught at the same university, okay. they were Jewish. And so we actually would celebrate Hanukkah with them. It was kind of a neat mm. thing to, to, to be able to do. So nice. The, the whole point of Hanukkah IMO is to have the luckus because, you know, a fried potato, anything yes. is delicious. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting that this comes up because this is this episode will be released on December 14th, right. which is the last episode we have 
which will come out before the end of Hanukkah or before the Christmas holiday, because uh, our next one will come out on the 28th. So uh, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, and anything else you um, celebrate, Jason, because I have no idea what your brothers are in that. Uh, you know, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. not a religious uh, individual, so I, I celebrate yeah. all the secularness of this of the season. That's just yes, say. yes. I enjoy Christmas music and Christmas cookies and presents and stuff like that, and I put up a tree and have some lights. And actually, can see some lights nice. behind me now. Uh, but some of those lights, uh, you can't quite see them because they're on the uh, behind me a little bit. Uh, strings of lights in jars are um, uh, spiders and. Uh, uh, bats so they're from halloween um, oh oh so I, okay yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah and they're still alive in there i'm surprised they last so long <laughs> yeah they're still living it's amazing <laughs> okay. um but i uh i did get myself a sort of an early present this year oh and that is my visit galarian world t-shirt that i am currently wearing for those of you who uh can see it you can check it out uh those of you who can't it is a uh picture of so it says visit Galarian world on top and it's uh the um uh, mascot Tarbafon from the from from the protocol ports of call book. Well, I love. And so why did you decide you needed one of those? Because I mean, look at this guy. It's an official T-shirt. I had to get him because he's my guy. Right, because you wrote Galarian World. I wrote the Galarian World yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, get yeah. a T-shirt. This is yeah, we have a whole episode the, on that for anybody's interest. Yeah. I'm sure everyone knows. Um, yeah. But um, but the, the fine folks over at uh, Pegasus Publishing print up some fun um, Paizo branded T-shirts, and they're nice, nice too. They're not. They're not. And, and so that's what shirts. anybody can buy now. Anyone can buy this. You can buy a <laughs> wow. Captain Concierge shirt as well yeah. if you like yourself nice. a, a, a little Skittermander. Yeah. Um, and a couple yeah. of, um, I think it, there's a Warp shirt for your Pathfinder uh, pals. Nice. Um, and another, at least one more. I can't remember. What's well, on. I'm wearing my my festive holiday shirt. I don't have I many of them. That, yeah. I don't know if you can tell. It's it's got Darth Vader and a couple of uh, stormtroopers. And at the very bottom here, I don't know if you can see <laughs> it. Now, it says, I feel I your see. presence. Yeah, right, I can feel your you presence. Go. Yeah, so that's that's my. Uh, my uh, space slash uh, holiday uh, crossover. That's that's right. I, I gotta, I gotta get me um, uh, at least another uh, holiday sweater. I have a Mario one, mm. uh, but um, and then like just one that just says um, "Slay all day" or something like that. But it's S L E I G H, and it's not like themed in any way. It's not like it doesn't yeah. have knives on it or anything. Um, but um, I need I need like a space one. I need like a Star Wars one or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I actually got this um, for our Intrepid Heroes uh, campaign. We did a, a Christmas picture, the very first uh, or holiday picture, the very first season we ran. We because we were recording in person, and mm. so I I set a camera up and we took a picture of everybody, and uh, everybody wore red or green, and this is the green shirt that I got. For, otherwise, I wouldn't have one. You know, because I sure. didn't yeah. think about getting one. So, yeah. but we are we're up to episode ninety eight, and uh, Jason and I Get were talking there. about this uh, earlier. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground mm -hmm. in all these episodes, and we're not going to recap that now. We'll leave that to the the hundred. <laughs> um, but what we thought we would talk about today, um, however long or briefly this this may run. 
um, a little bit about our own characters that we've played. And and I was thinking maybe um, like the first role-playing character you ever played, and then maybe some of your favorites or more recent ones or things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when did you start yeah. playing? So like, I remember back, like I had, I did have a red, a, like a red box. Yeah. Yeah. D and D thing when I was in high school or, or middle school or something like that, but I never really played. I maybe like my, right. uh, a couple of friends of mine, their dad would run games for them, but I never played. I was mainly playing video games. So mm-hmm. I, wouldn't say that i really had a character and i read the whole i read them and i had the dice and whatever but i wouldn't say i really had a character until like around 2000 honestly mm-hmm. um and uh it, it and I, i've said this a couple of times uh on another podcast i think it was like i knew role-playing games existed obviously in college and stuff like that but i was like oh no uh, and I, I did a lot of acting and, and improv and stuff but i knew that like if i get into role-playing games that's it. It's going to consume my life. I could tell. So I'll just, I'm yeah. just going to keep to my acting, maybe play some video games. I was of course right about it. Cause once I started playing, it became my career. Uh, so it did consume my entire life. Um, and, uh, but the first time I, I, I went over to, uh, uh, to play a game uh, with some, some, some people, uh, uh, my old, an old college friend of mine and, and some of her friends from like the Renaissance fair, uh, they were playing a vampire game, but not Vampire the Masquerade. They were playing sort of a homebrew vampire system, but everyone's vampires, right? I didn't have a character. I didn't bring a character to that. I just kind of came, and they were like, well, I think we can get a character for you. We'll figure this out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Timothy here, his character has a has a little brother, um, and he's in trouble, and you know, he's been sort of a plot device. You want to play, play him? I'm like, yeah, I'll play the little brother. So during that time, of course, it was like the first like 15 minutes of that game, the, the, the mortal little brother, I was like, maybe like 10 or 11, the character was or something like that gets injured, mortally injured to the point where Timothy, you know, has to feed him blood to keep him alive, turn him into a vampire. Wow. Right. So I turned into a vampire so I could actually have a character in the game. Right. But the yeah, whole yeah. thing was like, the whole thing was like, the GM was like, okay, you're there now. He, he's, you're, you're, you're slowly, I don't forget exactly what it was, but I was like, maybe they'd been shot or something like that. You're bleeding out or whatever. Uh, and you know, I come over, do you, do you drink the vampire blood? And I was like, no, I don't drink the vampire blood. I'll just leave. Thank you very much. Now, and of course I drink the vampire <laughs> blood and become a vampire character. I have to be in this game. I have to play this character. So that was basically yeah. the first character. I played. And he, it was the whole situation where like, you know, he was, we were doing vampire stuff and it was, and after a while, like we played a short campaign, but like by the end of it was like, Oh no, I'm going to be 11 for the rest of eternity. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. I'd... Yeah. Well, so my brother and I, I have a stepbrother who's like nine months older than me and we had gotten the, uh, wasn't the red box. It was like this, grayish blue box Mm. and it didn't even come with dice and we got that because other friends were talking about it we couldn't figure out how to play the game because it had just these little strips of paper which now i know you were supposed to cut up and put into you know a a cup or something and then you randomly draw right to get your get your numbers um but eventually we had some friends that were playing a second edition campaign I think it was second edition. I remember the books, like the monster manual, all that stuff. I think they were second edition. Um, and it was probably like 79 ish. And, um, 
So I don't I don't know if the timing's right on this. Cause I don't remember if I we had those books then or if we got them later. Mm-hmm. But everybody else had had characters, and I was a year younger than them, so they were all a year mm-hmm. ahead of me in school. And it was during the summer, and I was going to join their their campaign. I had to roll up a character, and so we did the um, you know, you just take the three dice and you just roll them for all your, your things right, right, and to right, figure right, out yeah, your stats. Yeah. And so you know, I, I roll up my stats, and you decide which. Uh, which race you're going to be at the time. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember I had like, um, like my strength was a 16. I ended up picking a dwarf. I think it was a dwarf, something that got a, I'm pretty sure it was a dwarf and I got a plus two to strength, or whatever. So, Oh, you got an 18 strength. Now you get to roll a percentile to right, see yeah, the percentile. right the, back then. Right. And so I guess, okay, whatever. I don't know. So I rolled a, a 99. It's oh, wow. That's really cool. That You're really strong. And so, my first character was Thorian, the dwarven fighter with an 18 over 99 strength. And he was like wow. the rock of the party. Yeah. yeah and so yeah, I, yeah. I remember that very vividly because of that, that whole, that whole part there. And the interesting thing uh, for me now is that the GM of that game, which was what well, we're looking at 40, almost 45 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. The GM of that game is a player in, the current intrepid heroes campaign we have now. So it's oh, Rob nice. Helm who's playing zero in our campaign. So I was, yeah. I actually reconnected with him before I started playing Starfinder again and uh, got involved in, in playing with him again. So that was kind of my first experience. And, and at the time, uh, you know, we went through some of the classic uh, uh, modules that were out there, like mm-hmm. the expedition to the barrier peaks and, 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 you know, things like that. But we also did lots of homebrews based on whatever books we were reading. So like we would, mm-hmm. it was almost like a book club. One person would get a book, they would read, hey, this is cool. <laughs> and everybody else would read it. And then whoever was, was the DM then would base a campaign around that book. And uh, you'd go in there and, you know, we'd homebrew all the, the characters and the monsters and things you'd encounter. And, and uh, that was my experience with Dean. I, I, I thought it was uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, sounds fun. I mean, yeah, I, 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 my first jamming experience was 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 trying to to run a third edition D anD D, and I did the whole, probably messed the whole thing up. <laughs> you know, oh, what I mean? it sure wasn't a great story. It, it was all, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was all just sort of like just trying, like, I just want you guys to have fun. Um, and then you know, just sort of getting more confident about stories that you want to tell and and the, and, the, and the world you might be want to make up or not make up is the case maybe if you're you know using some some pre-written right. stuff which eventually i sort of f- more sort of folded into and sort of like oh i can take pre-written stuff and just kind of like right. pop it in a right, lot of right. places i ended up running a fairly long um not i think it's called i think it's called arcana unearthed which was a different right. not not this was a monty cook thing i think Right. Um, uh, a long thing of that, and I was grabbing stuff out of dungeon and and uh, just sort of like, okay, because it was you know making it a kind of very right, uh, right, right. Oh, yeah, I remember when, kind of campaign, yeah. When Dungeon and Dragon magazine came out, and you could get things like that to add in, that was yeah. really cool. It was good fun. Yeah, really, really cool but stuff. I remember, I remember some some like mountain temple with like yak people, and then I think I this was like a high level, higher level one, like twelfth or thirteenth level something. It was interesting that was one thing i just said that sort of sticks into my mind i couldn't tell you anything else about it yeah i don't i don't have a lot that i remember um other than uh i remember 
later on, so I, I didn't play through college and stuff. So we played all through yeah. high school, right? I didn't play through college. I went to a military academy. That wasn't something we did. Then I was stationed on a, a small icebreaker in the Great Lakes, and we were in the shipyards in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. And there's literally like nothing in the winter in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin <laughs> to do. Makes sense. And uh, so one of the things that I started doing is I started running a D&D campaign for the crew. Mm. Um, and so that was, that was kind of neat. And it, it was a module, and I don't even remember what module it was. But there was a lighthouse that you could rent for weekends and stuff. Nobody wanted to be there, right, um, in the middle of the winter. But we were stuck right. on the ship if we didn't go anyplace. So we got like 10, we had a crew of 17, like 10 of us all went to this lighthouse. We wow. just played a full weekend of this big, massive D&D, uh, wow, &D, you know, kind of campaign going through it. And that's like, that that was like one of my most memorable things, you know, running in, and, you know, I had to get all the books again. I had to get a mm -hmm. GM screen and, and, you know, teach people to do stuff and buy dice for people. And yeah. uh, it was, it was kind of a, it was an interesting thing. It was a little awkward for me because I was like second in command of the ship. But mm -hmm. for me, I viewed it as a morale thing because the only other option was to go to the one bar and drink all night. Right. And so I thought, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll give people an option. They don't want to do that. We'll come out here and do this. That's great. So that was that kind of great. my more memorable thing for that yeah fun what about characters what are some memorable or fun characters you played or have are playing now even um so one thing that springs to mind again this is sort of earlier on with the group that, that ran the vampire game we eventually had this sort of we'd go back to this other system again that the gm kind of homebrewed um which was a, um, a sort of a haunted West kind of, of oh, wow. system yeah. where it was like, Oh, the, the, you know, <laughs> the whole premise was like, you could get, uh, there's like a lot of like, basically like bad necromantic energy everywhere throughout the, the country. And if you got wounded, there was a chance you could start getting this sort of inf Lazarus infection, which would kind of slowly turn you undead. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um, but the, it, it had, you know, a lot of mystical stuff too. So I, I made a character, uh, and it was just possible to do to make a character that basically um, worshipped the devil, um, and so and I had like a um, like a familiar in the form of a little dog uh, that would come with me, and uh, especially if anything happened to the dog, my soul was forfeit and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he was uh, just basically kind of this is like one of the earlier times, first times I would play someone who was evil, right? Yeah. Um, he was just sort of just he was a I think his name was Colonel Atherton. Um, and I got to do the whole, you know, oh, oh, Lord me, let's, uh, let's, let's talk this out and, and figure things out. Uh, and, and then I had a dog and then here's the thing. I messed it up because the, the dog was a, in my head, I wanted the dog, the name of the dog Damocles. Cause he was kind of like a sort of Damocles hanging over myself. Right. But I accidentally, I think when I was writing the character said Damascus. So the oh. dog was named Damascus. Um, I didn't really like didn't click with my end of my brain for like halfway through. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Um, but like my favorite part of that is one point where like because I had the I had magic right of being a sort of a devil worshiper, and um, one of the things I could do was was astral project. And there's a one point I, I, I did a lot of like I didn't want to get into a fight because fights in that game were deadly. Um, so I didn't have and I wasn't super good at it. Um, but I could curse people, I think. Um, and, but there was a point where I was just sort of like there was a. Uh, one of the other players was was trying to like make a moral decision i think some some decision and i was like invisibly astrally like in his ear like no yeah i think i think you i think you should just kill him 
just, just <laughs> take your gun out, shoot him in the face. Just, just trying to like tempt him to, wow. to, to, to do some, do some murders. Um, so that was kind of fun to do. Um, but, uh, uh, eventually, gosh, I don't remember what happened. I think he, you know, the campaign ended, of course, we moved on to another one, but, uh, I don't really, I don't think he had, he met any ignominious end or anything like that, which is, wow. I guess, a shame. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, the same group that we started with, I remember um, later on in high school, they were, again, m- most of them were a year ahead of me. When they, it was close to graduation, uh, we were playing through some campaigns and we did a did a whole weekend thing, a game at, uh, well, we did a couple. And one of them was at this guy's house. His name was, I remember his name because uh, it's very unusual. His name was uh, Byron Heckenlively was his name. Hmm. All right. We called him Barney. It was Byron Heckin Lively. And he had, uh, uh, you know, we're out there, you know, playing until late at night. And he had cows, you know, had a, you know, barn and horses and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'd heard this thing about, you know, cows sleep standing up and you go push them over, cow tipping. All so right. okay. <laughs> we were going around his fields trying to find a cow to tip over at you know, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning because none of us could sleep from this thing. Yeah. Um, and but then we weren't brave enough to, to go up to it and try oh, to push well, it over. You thank know, you for not, you know, being cruel yeah. to an animal. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if that's true. The, the other thing I remember is he had horses and man, uh, you know, there's this expression, piss like a racehorse, racehorse. And when they oh. had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I, it was like, wow, that was, that was crazy. Um, but in terms of, uh, characters and stuff, I remember another character I had, had a ranger, um, Eric Strongbow. So he's a, he's the longbow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, rain, I think uh, Rangers had to be uh, neutral aligned. And so R- Ranger was uh, neutral good mm-hmm. for mine. But my stepbrother, um, he always played an assassin, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. assassins are evil. Yeah, they had to be and, evil. You know, he was always trying, you know, he'd still hang out with us, but always kind of threatened to do something to us or he's always lurking around and and then we had this other guy who always played paladins right so everybody kind of had oh, iconic no. this is always played and okay. uh, yeah and and they would just get into it all the time because my stepbrother would go oh yeah i'm just gonna go kill this village or whatever and take his money and stuff and the paladin, no you can't do that i'm gonna go after you. well now i'm gonna have to kill you know and and it get to almost like fisticuffs with it because uh, my stepbrother was just trying to wind this guy up <laughs> all the time because he was like, and the funny thing is this guy who um, always played the paladin, what he does now uh, for a living is he makes chain mail and armor and stuff yeah. for uh, people that want to do, uh, 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 I can't do that. Lives. Yeah, uh, LARPs LARPing, and right? stuff. LARPs, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like really high quality stuff. And it's like, nice. wow, that just fits. This is exactly what he was all about before. Now that's kind of <laughs> what he does for a living. So, and my brother's an assassin. No, no, he's not. No, he's wait. Not. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's just something I, I kind of remember with that. Always kind of getting into it. Not my brother always playing that uh, evil character and always kind of playing, you know, a good character and then having to mitigate what's going on. And, I can 100% see why now it's good not to have uh, evil characters in your party because, you know, just doesn't mix. Yeah, I mean, you either got to go all in or just sort of be like, 
yeah, I mean that's I mean again that's the the with the remaster getting rid of alignment, Starfinder eventually. Yes, alignment. you don't you have that. You're just good or bad. You're not. You're just whoever you are, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to say like, "Well, I'm playing an evil character." No, you just be like, "Well, my character's edicts are to murder babies." Then you're like, "Okay, well, you're a bad guy." Yeah. So other other campaigns. So those were D and D things, but we also played a lot of other TSR stuff. And one of the ones I enjoyed a lot was actually Gamma World, and we did kind of the same same thing where we would find books or movies and things that we were really interested in and then kind of set what we were doing in that, in that setting. And the one that really is vivid to me is we, we read this series of books called uh, Bolo and they were about these big super tanks. And, uh, and that's the thing that w- what our characters would do is that we would find in some old abandoned uh, facility, these, these tanks and start building them up. And of course there'd be some enemies out there that were doing them and we'd have these big tank battles and, and stuff like okay. that. I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it seems funny that like mostly I, I run the sort of you know D and D Pathfinder games. I don't play them too often, uh, but when I what I play is end up I end up playing like mysteries and, and yeah. you know westerns and 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 other random nonsense because the group mm-hmm. I have now, uh, this one group I have now that is is we frequently are constantly changing systems and DMs and campaigns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, though I have to say though, from that group, I think my favorite character is uh, Nan, who is a, a grandma uh, in sort of 19, I said 1920s, 1930s Britain. Um, where uh, we're a group of bird watchers who solve, who accidentally solve mysteries a bunch. All right. Um, in that classic sort of cozy mystery style, yeah. And my character is basically like she she lives in she's from the she's from the village. She's very old. She likes to drink, and uh, the power the sort of like the power that I call on is this, she's got. If we need like someone to do something handy or whatever, or, or just sort of like anything, I think she's got a grandchild somewhere in the village <laughs> that she knows. Oh, that's our Peter. He'll help us out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she's really fun to play. Um, she's basically um, Nanny Og from the Discworld books, if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, there's another sort of um, character that uh, uh, my friend is playing. She's uh, sort of an, also an older woman, but more sort of posh. But uh, but um, oftentimes, like, well, oh, we're going to go on a steak. Waffles and I are going to go on a stakeout. And we just sit in, like, chairs and, and on the lawn and just drink the night <laughs> And just get constantly oh we didn't notice anything of course we were too busy getting drunk um but that's you know again lots of fun nice now uh do you have you played much starfinder do you have a favorite starfinder character that you've done played i don't know if i have played much starfinder i think the only, most of the starfinder i've played is uh been uh with uh with you john and uh the recent oh, you have uh, to make more of it then. by the dragon I got more. Yeah, no, I know. I gotta make some more memories. I have, you know, run it a couple times. I've run through the against the throne and some some mm-hmm. you know scenarios and whatnot. I can't. I I I feel like I have played Starfinder at least one other time, but I can't remember anything about it. Um. So right now it's just it's just it's just sidestep. Is that your favorite? Sidestep. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Starfinder character. Okay. that i've played and what what makes him so fun 
Um, I just, I know, I sometimes I just like, I like play the little, the little guys, little furry guys. Sometimes be Yusuke, but I'm just sort of playing him a little New Yorky. Yeah. I hope that's kind of a, like hopefully it's kind of clear like when I'm in his voice it slips yeah I slip a little just a little just a touch of like hey you know we can forget about this uh, I got two guns and I'm just gonna shoot you in the face uh, kind of you know oh I thought that was just Italian. you I didn't realize that no yeah no. I'm from New Jersey yes obviously to do what no. with any kind of gangsters yeah. or anything yeah. like that <laughs> with any sort of organized crime interesting yeah uh, the reason why I was thinking about this I'll tell you is I was mm-hmm. editing yeah. Uh, Trepid Heroes episode that actually comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow's Monday, today's Sunday. It comes out every other uh, Monday. And the thing is, we stopped recording those like a year ago. So I haven't wow. actually, you know, it was like a year since I played this character. And okay. um, I'm listening to this character that I have. And there's Leroy, who is my uh, Dragon Kin Vanguard. Mm-hmm. And I think in this episode, he's 18. He actually just turns 19, 19th level. Wow. And so birthday. it's pretty high level. And I was thinking, man, I really loved playing Leroy at high level, the Vanguard. Mm. And uh, because in this particular episode I was episoding, uh, I was uh, editing. One of the things that the Vanguard has is this ability to like slam their hands together or slam the ground. I don't remember which of them. And then just kind of do this area effect damage to everybody. Right. Mm. So taking their entropic strike and apply it is an area effect. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. Because I always remember, like, you know, in the comic book store, taking his hammer and just smashing the ground, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and having this shockwave go out and everywhere. And that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm picturing with him. But overall, he's just, he's just a lot of fun. He can do a lot of things, um, but it, it, all battle-related stuff, you know. So if, you sure. just, if yeah. you're into a fight or mitigating damage for your team, it's like, man, a high-level Vanguard is like, that is, that, to me, that was like, that's my go-to. That, that is like so much fun. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same with, I mean, it's sort of sidestep. Like, I don't really do much outside of a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, outside of a I'm fight, a soldier yeah, out of luck. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I don't got any skills, you know, basically. Maybe, I think I took a little bit of intimidation so I could be intimidating. But yeah. That's yeah, the that's tough for thing for combatants, you know, soldiers, yeah. vanguards, solarians. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're tough. Now, my very first Starfinder character was an operative. And so, you know, I had the complete opposite sure, experience. Yeah. Too many skills. Right? Yes, yeah. so much stuff. Can't and, hold them all. Then. Well, when to the point we went through um, the uh, Dead Sons campaign, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I had to stop trying to do stuff because, it, in order to give other people a chance. Sure. Yeah. Right yeah, to no, to it. make skill checks and things because I, my operative's edge and I you know high intelligence and high decks I could do lots of things, nothing yeah. mystical but you know. Yeah. Right. Fair. Uh, well, you know, stuff. hopefully we can sort of like smooth that out a little bit with second edition. We'll oh, and, and find you think that'll happen? Um, well, I mean, the way that the chassis works, right, yeah. is that yeah. you're going to have soldiers who are who can have a little more skills and and do some stuff outside of time. You can do things with like you know athletics and and that kind of stuff, um, right, 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 outside of combat with more skill feats. And then you've got probably operative won't be as you know probably you know maybe you've got like the rogue or in the bard and and, and whatnot so right. those those that high skill cap kind of characters and probably getting more skill feats and it'll just be more of a of a breadth of things instead of a just pluses on the dice. you know you know to the right goal. right 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 yeah yeah, yeah especially at high levels they, they get really skewed 
the, yeah. the skills. I, I mean, I've, I've, uh, in our, um, Donna flame campaign, I had, uh, operative that was at 20th level. Cause, um, we had Jason Tondra run the last book. So I, I ran a 20th level operative and I was capped out on everything except for mysticism and one other skill. I, everything else yeah. I had max ranks in it. So it's just a Amazing. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. Yeah. It could be a lot. So but anyway, yeah, I, I just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about, um, so we definitely have to get you playing more. I, you know, one of the things I was thinking of is that the, uh, and I, I think I actually mentioned this last week too, or last episode, the, I'm really excited for the, uh, scoured stars adventure path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that was, I saw that was announced here coming out, you know, how it ties together 12, uh, adventures and a more coherent whole and, and one hardback. Because I don't think you have gone through, you've written some for it, but you haven't played through the whole thing. I don't think I've written anything specifically for Scoured Stars. Yeah. You, you, I, I know you wrote some season one stuff. That's all. I don't Yeah, know. I don't think there was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those weren't. Yeah, because you did it with the, yeah. the, 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 Beetle, the people. Beetle people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The Giovanni. Right. Yeah. Uh, you did those. And I know Ron hasn't either. And so I thought, oh, mm-hmm. this would be a great way to introduce you all to uh, which really a fun story arc so we might have I mean, to i don't doubt it uh yeah. you know i thought she was very you know um excited to 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 bring those into sort of a compiled version that one could get yeah. to a sort of a even wider audience which is going to be cool well and the interesting thing about the scoured stars that first season hmm. um the first uh, season of organized play which is where it comes from was a lot yeah. longer than all the other seasons. So there's just right, a it was whole like lot a more year st- and a half or something at least. Yeah, I think it long. went up to 39 scenarios. It was a crazy number. Yeah. Compared yeah. to um I remember that. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, you know, so there's there's a lot in there across a, a bunch of levels and things and and I enjoyed that story arc cuz it was lengthy and tied together. There's you know, they've had some other story arcs in organized play which tie together things. But not, they don't seem to carry through as as tightly as that one does. That's okay. or as long as that one is probably is. <laughs> yeah, that one had the the uh, advantage of just being longer. Yeah, and then it culminated in a uh, uh, multi table special, mm-hmm. uh, which I ran at Gen Con at that highest level, um, which was for me my first time at Gen Con and. Yeah, doing that, that was my first special, I, I, multi-table special, I man, that was all like a lot of fun for me. Wow. Uh, cool. So I'm, I just I have really curious. fond memories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm curious of how much that is presented in the book, right? In the I know. Wild Adventures. If me too. I can't, can't wait to see. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see it too. So anyway, um, this is a, a walk down memory lane here during our yes. festive season. Yeah, as the year comes to a close, you can't help but look back at all the things you've done this year and in previous years. It's a it's a time for reminiscing. It's a time for the ghosts of Christmas past, and um, that's what we just did. Yes, and Hanukkah um, loops too. We gotta remember those. And you gotta don't yeah. If you spin that magic dreidel, you gotta be careful. You have to repeat the day over and over again. But then again, you know, eating latkes every day with no consequences true 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 mm, actually i could go for that a lot of stuff no consequences maybe i don't know well yeah of course yeah. but especially specifically eating yes, the yes yes right all right 
Well, I'm John. And I'm Jason, and this has been Digital Divination. <laughs>